Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a new episode of Missing Curfew. I'm one of your hosts, Scotty, the Updog Upshaw. I'm alongside here at Action Park Studios with my boy, the big Shane motherfucking <laughs> O'Brien. And our boy sitting on the computer all the way from Boston, our boy Jimmy Broadway Hayes. Jimmy, how are you, baby? <laughs> I'm doing great over on the East Coast. Uh, it was raining a couple of days, but you know, the weather's starting to turn. And I just, you know, we got lots to talk about and catch up here. Talking about the weather. Well, over here, it's fucking hot and it's sunny, baby. Bikini weather. Yeah. Oh, West Coast, baby. A little humid for us out here in Cali, Broadway. We get spoiled. And as soon as we get a little heat wave, we're like, what the fuck is going on? But first of all, I just want to say thanks to Kevin Conley at Action Park Media, YouTube Beauties, everybody that we played with, ex-teammates, current players, friends that gave us the love on social media. We really appreciate it. Uh, we were blown away by just how many you know people helped us out and, and got us out there at Missing Curfew. So thank you to everyone. Me and the Updog and Broadway want to give a shout out to our boy, Javi, who has missed a curfew every now and then again in his life that did our logo <laughs> at Scout underscore there. So to Javi, great logo, buddy. We know you miss curfew. So we appreciate the... Uh, Fuck, he made us look pretty good too, didn't he? Yeah, he, well, at first he gave me a double chin and a big nose. So I had to text him and be like, bro, listen, I know I got the double chin going, but like we can edit this and like make me look like an NHLer again. But I thought good eyes. <laughs> the good flow going. I mean, oh, I had yeah, to ask him awesome. for an upper lip because I'm smiling all the time. I mean, shit. Also, too, fellas, like, you know, when you start these podcasts, you just never know what to expect from a number standpoint. It takes time to build. And this will too, but right out of the gate. Fucking, ah, you guys good. came out firing with big numbers. <laughs> big yeah, numbers. it was good great. Team. We got Boys lots came of support. Game one, firing. We had good legs, good energy. It's game a triple one. double. That's <laughs> a game a one. We had a couple oh, of coffees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we had a couple of coffees. Oh, but, yeah. but first and foremost, I know we thanked our friends and our families and all, and all the people that put it out there. But without the listeners and the yeah. subscribers, uh, this is what's making this possible. So we appreciate you guys. Something we've wanted to do now for for quite some time. But I mean, a week ago we didn't have anything, and then here we are. And we're talking hockey, we're talking shop, so it's been great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the support's been amazing. But I know people sliding in my DMs telling me I got a great face for radio. You yeah. guys can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> I've seen that God. a couple times. I need thing. a camera. I got to get myself in the studio in L.A., baby. I think you look good from this angle. I mean, you, you might need a little bit of a tan, but other than that, you're looking sharp. Yeah, the tan, I'm definitely like afraid of the sun here and there. And my <laughs> wife does a tan. I let her keep the tan. Also, too, fellas, we talked about this. It might be worth clearing this up. This guy fucks, right? Yeah, good point by our captain and leader, Collie. There, when we do this segment here, you know, it's just a thing. A up dog, like we're not. It's an expression. We're not literally saying like Connor McDavid. We know he has a girl. We're not saying this guy's out fucking broads, but <laughs> it's just a thing for us guys that we thought was kind of clever. That this guy's playing great. He's having a good playoff, and we came up with this guy. Fuck. It, yeah. it covers a lot of ground. It covers a lot it of ground. Lot of it ground. covers oh, a lot yeah. of ground. It covers a lot of ground. Just means that style. current moment. God, the way the guy walks in the rink, the, the way the guy puts one barred south, baby. Yeah. It's the guys that are bringing the heat. Who yeah. look Who look good doing it and who are stepping up every day, whether it's on or off the ice. Yeah. I mean, good point, Broadway. Yeah, even walking in, your, your entrance to the rink. This guy it's, fucks. Yeah. It's a oh, little yeah. swag. You need to have in. some swag. You got to have some swag. Sometimes these guys might not be, they got that silent swag, you know, and you just walk in with a sick little, I don't know, Louis Vuitton belt, Burberry <laughs> jackets. You Broadway know, you loves swag. No, baby. You love the Louis Vuitton. You are everything but solid. Oh, I love Louis Vuitton. All the, the black and gray checkered pattern there. You name it. I got it. Wallet, bag, toiletry kit. Who puts a toothpaste on Louis Vuitton bag? Me. <laughs> That's a good point by cons, though. I remember playing in Vancouver. Like, you're coming in Saturday night or whatever night during the playoffs for a playoff game, and they got the Hockey Night in Canada cameras, and you're oh, yeah. wheeling in with the suit on, and you're feeling like 
you know, this guy fucks. Like, you're ready to go. Like, it's game three <laughs> or whatever. You're like, bring it on. So that's a good point by Collins. But you're, you're doing any, whatever speaking you Speaking of Hockey Night in Canada, have any of you guys got the Hockey Night in Canada towel? I, I always just wanted to say, You needed to have a big game, and I always wanted that towel, but never got it. That towel was given out to the guy who was doing the fucking for that. Yeah, for that <laughs> and, you, and you had one or two periods to get it done. Yeah, and, yes. Uh, you know, had I've had a couple it. go missing from my golf bag, but I golf with some shysters out there. And I know they're probably like, hey, that's a damn nice towel. And I'm like, you know what I had to do to get that fucking thing? I had to block nine shots that period. Oh, I had four too. guys. I had to get a couple numbers. I had to do I had to do everything. That's for the, uh, for the dumb American hockey fans. Hockey night in Canada is like the equivalent of Monday night football, right? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. Like the it. the big stage. It's the big stage. And it's funny that Hazy Broadway, you say that, because I remember when I first got traded to Vancouver, I played in Anaheim and Tampa, so I didn't have a sniff on hockey night in Canada. But yeah, yeah, cons. It's it's a big deal. When I got my first hockey night in Canada towel, I remember taking a pick and sending it to all my high school buddies, being like, "Boys, I think I'm officially legit in the National League right now. I got a hockey you night made Canada it, towel. Yeah, I made that's, it. That's the shit. And this is why you're getting it, right? You're coming off the ice after the period, and they go, "Let's grab Hazy. He had two goals. He was looking good. He was he was doing the fucking he was out fucking. there. And you're just <laughs> leaking, right? And I mean, you, you watch all these funny, hilarious like hockey uh, interviews. Yeah. And people will always say, watch this guy. He's just going to say, ah, great forecheck. And my boy's a good uh, three-on-two that we had today there. And uh, <laughs> Get bucks deep. Typical fucking Canadian <laughs> interviews. And anyway, you're leaking, though, and they throw you that Canada, that Hockey Night in Canada towel, and you just, I mean, everything else is, it doesn't matter what you say. You got that fucking towel. It's going on your golf bag. You, you don't have to do anything for another year until you play in another another one of those games. So it's perfect. Yeah, I may or may not have gave a few out in Vancouver too after uh, maybe some after parties, but uh, <laughs> you know that could be yeah, you know, maybe a little party <laughs> gift. Here you go with extra. Oh, Brian <laughs> is out of hockey. <laughs> <night. laughs> <laughs> 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 yeah, like you got to use that towel like, there. I, gotta, I, I went from a golf towel to a cum rag. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I was I'd be like to the Sedins. I'm like, hey, I'm like Hank. That's like your seventh hockey night in Canada towel this year. He's like, yeah. I'm like. Hey, throw that in my stall back there. I'll take that for later. <laughs> I'm going to need two of those. I'm going to need weekend. two of those for Saturday night after the game there, bud. So, Hazy, what have you been up to over there in Boston? I heard you got uh, the golf uh, tournament, your member member at your country club. How'd that go? Oh, yeah. The Wally Cup, it was up for grabs this year. Um, it did not go as we planned and drew it up on, on Wednesday night. We had the early morning tea time on uh, Thursday, so that means we didn't make the champ flight. So right there was a minus. Yeah, that's And then nice. my partner and I were down three after three holes. So we were grinding the whole way. We battled back to at least be able to play 17 holes. That meant something. But we just could not hit any putts. I missed so many three or four footers for par. My partner was missing them. He's the low handicapper, stroking off of him. I mean, I shot in like an 84. He shoots an 83. And that's just, that's not going to cut not it. That's going to get his number five. You're not a morning no, guy. He, 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 didn't, like, he didn't play his best, but... I did not bail him out either. So we were just not dinging and dong and it's like the same on the golf course. Can we talk about playing golf in the morning, by the way? I don't know. I, I'm not a big morning tea time guy. I I'm hate already, it. I like to get lunch with it. the boys at the club, tee off at one, grab a cocktail before you start playing. The up talk likes an early round. I don't mind an early oh, round. Oh, I had a transfusion going at 745 on Thursday. Standard. Obi would have uh, practiced like his whole career at one o'clock if he could have. Yeah. Like, the whole fucking hey, yeah, boys, nine, the nine fifteen at the rink. What's Just the like, what's the hurry? Really? We, got, we got all day, boys. Let's maybe you know eleven o'clock, snap it around, grab lunch after like nine. Be at the <laughs> rink at eight o'clock meeting. Why? Like why? We record the podcast at ten a.m. Obi's like, is there any way we can make it noon? I'm I mean, like, oh, bro, we need to do it at ten. Can you I make it to the fucking air conditioned <laughs> studio? So Obi picks me up now. We live in Newport Beach. We're about an hour and twenty minutes to uh, to get up here in Hollywood for Action Park Media uh, Studio Day. So I text Obi in the morning, make sure he's up. But fuck, the last couple of weeks, he's been buzzing, boys. He's been he's been eating healthy. He hasn't been boozing. He's up early, sending texts. It's a great O'Brien. I've never seen this. this. He's been hiking. You're hiking he's with a walking, walking stick. The walking so, stick. Hiking with that stick. That thing was lethal. <laughs> boys, it's... That's a pimp stick, baby. <laughs> what is that thing? Hey, Cons, they got to watch out for the rattlers down there in Laguna Beach. They, they'll just jump out. They got to watch out for you. You got snakes it's, on those trails? It's embarrassing, but... This whole 30 challenge, my girl, I'll give her a shout out, Christina Carabini. She's like a healthy girl. She's got me on it. Haven't had a drink cons in like seven days. And you know, for an Irishman, that's a long pretty time. long time, bro. It's pretty <laughs> long time. So I, I'm a few years late. Up dog. Maybe if I would have tried this, I would have got to 750 games like you instead of 534. I maybe laid off the I, sauce a bit. I, I got to tell oh, you, I 100%, like drinking. Same I like here. drinking too. But it is nice to take a couple weeks off every now and then. Just clean the system up. Get the, get the hiking shoes on. Uh, get out there on the bike. 
I, but anyway, so Obi's, uh, I text him this morning to come up here and I'm like, are you on your way? And he's like, I'll be there in a bit, but I'm you know, taking the morning shit. I'm like, all right, all, all right pal. It's, uh, we're not in no rush, but uh, whenever you get here, let's fucking rock and roll. So. The cold brew. Right, right oh, through. are you a stand-up wiper? <laughs> Hazy, <laughs> sometimes I, my flexibility is so bad and this might be too information for the listeners, but I, I can hardly, I, any way to do it, Hazy, I'll, I'll get her done, but. Oh yeah, you gotta get those nice toilets there just clean your butt for you. Speaking of. Uh, I didn't make enough money for that, Hazy. Speaking of, clean, up speaking got of one. cleaning your ass. Um, <laughs> so hey, Hazy, and you know this, but uh, new, new dad issues. You know, I just had my oh. baby Isabel two weeks ago. Uh, actually had a little group of uh, friends over Saturday afternoon. We're on my patio. We're all crushing IPAs, having a good time. I, I brought the little, uh, the, her little sunglasses that I have. My brother and his and his wife got me these sunglasses for Isabel. They're cool. They're like green, like Coachella shades. So I bring her out. I'm <laughs> kind of showing her to everyone. And and then I just, I hear the poop coming. Yeah, the flow just starts filling up the it? diaper. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, the you poop could, face. You know, they make the face. And they make the so, face. She's so cute. Oh, and I'm so like, cute. oh, there she goes. Con, you sure you want to have kids, bro? And, and <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. all right, all right, I'm all holding right. on to this girl, like just kind of laughing. And as I stand up, the boys, they literally start dying. I have <laughs> shit all over. No! Oh, it leaked through her, <laughs> it leaked through her back diaper. And I just thought like, you know, how, what a blessing to have a daughter like this and, and to be able to just have you know this all over my brand new shorts and just well at least you were home <laughs> at least right? I was home yeah. in front of all my boys because I it just you had to be there but it was you know I'm sure hazy in your day with the with Bo Diddley over there it's it's you see like just the most random things happen oh it's the the, the funniest thing the crazy like you said that obviously they can't talk so the, all the facial expressions it's so it's so funny that's why I got got the wife there she's 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 really good at changing a diaper when you built the house did you think that'd be the stuff that was getting on your shirt or did you think there might have been a few other things uh, getting on the shirt that rendering I had <laughs> did done you think when, it'd I, be, when I was building that I had all those the were in the blue the patio <laughs> so it had just chicks on my patio uh, fireworks behind the house yacht in front and I didn't see that in the blue, I didn't see I that I have the, that picture I didn't that picture's unbelievable Uppy no, I'm blessed though, boys. It's it's yeah, a great no, thing. No, I'm so, happy uh, for you. And first of all, before we get into some hockey, I give up your love. I always chirp him, but he's been a great dad. He's uh, I'm very proud of you. Get a little sentimental here, but uh, yeah, Hub Dog, you're doing a great yeah, job. Sentimental so. podcast, bud. So let's oh, get yeah. into some hockey, boys. All right, it's been unbelievable to watch. First thing we got to start with is our fearless leader, Islanders legend, fan, big hockey guy, Kevin Colley. He's got a stick here. A up dog in Action Park Media because he plays some roller hockey. This is terrible. I know he plays some roller hockey out in the beach. He, and I'm sure he plays aggressive out there. Good Irish. <laughs> I know he plays hard. Good stick work. But up dog, let's let's talk about one on your team. I mean, let's talk about his tape job on his knob here, it's boys. An it's unbelievable. A tough knob. You guys it's, are stick shaming me. It's a realize? tough knob. It's it's a road warrior like roads. It's a street hockey stick. It's a McDavid. It's, by the way, it's I'll a, have you know. He says it's a McDavid, and I then you look at the a, curve. It says McDavid on. On the fucking stick. <laughs> even a guy like you fell for that trick. Even a guy Mc, like McDavid couldn't use this stick. It's so bad. Hey, Cons text, Cons text me. He's like, oh, I like, is this the same twig that McDavid's using out there that I got here, bro? I'm like, I gotta be honest with you, Cons. That's not the one he's using. They just threw a little sticker on that for you. But if you're gonna have anyone's name on it, you'd rather have McDavid than anyone else. So when you see a, a knob like this, you're looking. You, you know how you check out a stick rack and you see all the guys' knobs, curves. But then you see like these random fucking knobs that are just so oblivious and they're they're, they're just awful. They're huge and like you have no feel if you're using a stick like that. Yeah. It's almost like your your dad when he was younger teaching you how to tape the stick was just so fucking lazy. He wanted to get up in the stands and drink beers with his buddies that he just started wrapping tape all over the top of your stick. That's what Connolly's well, stick Well, that's, that's, I have oh, a system. One day brutal. I'll take you guys out What's, there. Obi, I asked Obi. Uh, these guys are giving me a hard time down at the beach. I said, Obi, I need a little help. How's your inline game? He said, not great, Cons, but I'll do anything for you. Where are we going? Yeah, yeah. I said, Cons, I'll dust them off for you, buddy. What time's the game at? Those people won't be going to the net hard in that inline game with O'Brien on the ice there. Oh, yeah. I got Collies back anytime. Um, Hazy, let's get into talking twigs here. We'll get, we'll get off Cons for a little bit. Any guys you played with that just like, Whatever, used a ton of sticks. We're we're ridiculous with it. But how does it work? First and foremost, for the non-hockey professional, how does it work with sticks? Is it unlimited sticks? Do you pay for sticks? Do you have a certain amount? Walk us through. In that. the NHL, definitely an unlimited amount of sticks, and that's where it, like I played with Patrick Kane my first couple of years, and this guy had his own stick rack. I'm talking. <laughs> you got the team one through thirty, whatever numbers each guy has. Everyone's got about four or five sticks on their rack. You go look at him in the practice ring in the corner. He's got at least 85 sticks out there. 
And those are just the practice ones. I, he's using a new stick every single game. It's like, it's impressive. But then you got somebody like me, I probably got 14 sticks the whole damn season. They're just wheeling in a Brinks truck for Patty Kane's cash and all his sticks. Yeah. Right? All his sticks. Bowers just dropping off sticks every day. <laughs> yeah. If you're making that much, the team's like, we're already paying this guy 10 bananas. We might as well give him unlimited sticks. That was like LeCavier in Tampa, boys. <clears throat> the year I played with him, I got traded my rookie year. He scored 50 that year. And I got there and I was like, you know, I was like Marty St. Louis, Brad Richards. Like three years ago, I was watching these guys. So I'm like, I'm going to check their stick rack out. Then I go to Vinny's and boys, it's overflowing. And I just remember he would look at a stick and be like, no, and toss it. No, and toss it. I'm like, this is legendary oh, yeah. stuff. Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith had me one day. We were in the locker room. It was just me and him. He's standing there. He's like, hey, Z, come over here. Check this thing out. Check this thing out. I'm like, all right. It's all the same exact stick. He's like, all right, flex this one. Flex this one. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're the same. What is it, like 95 flex? <laughs> He's like, no, no. This one on the left is definitely stiffer. I'm yeah. like, I actually think the one on the right is stiffer. And he was, like, he, he was like, he was blown. His mind was blown that I said the right one was stiffer because he wanted the stiffer stick for the game because he said he shot the puck harder. So he didn't make the decision. He couldn't know what to do. <laughs> I, I was a guy, I would never like tape my stick. I would just, as soon as it was taped for one game, it would just go back in my rack and I wouldn't tape it again for, I don't yeah. know, until it was absolutely shattered over the boards. It'd be like, <laughs> same. I, I, same I don't know here, if it was me being lazy because I'm, I'm not lazy. I'm actually, I like to keep my shit tight. O'Brien, yeah. I tell you, my golf clubs are oh, always yeah. nice That's and clean, true. all this shit. That's but true. fuck, it's like you get to the rink, you just want to hang out with the boys. Tape yep. your fucking sticks. It's, it's, it's the worst. Sometimes you rip up your your fingers and you're like, fuck. By the end, I had such good trainers like Frosty and Moods. Oh, yeah. Those uh, guys are the best. Our, our boys in Florida, they'd just be like, up dog, tape your twig. Looks mint right now. Go get, <laughs> go get a couple snipes. <laughs> that's I only that's taped my stick. That's National League right there. But Frosty and Moods, they're the definition mm -hmm. of National League trainers. But I only tape my sticks on game day and I had to go in a certain order. The game, The stick I was using that night got taped first. Everything was done first to that stick and then I went on to the next one. Yeah. The one thing about talking about twigs, I remember Getzlav, this guy's got such nasty hands that he would practice with no tape on his blade. Like, I'm talking yeah, legit yeah. National League practice, like where we're going up and down the sheet and Getzlav's throwing forehand sauce, backhand sauce and I look down at his twig and there's no tape on there. I'm like, are you kidding me? What is the significance of no tape on the stick? It shows you just how fucking good of a player Ryan Getzloff is. If A, you're you're good enough to use no tape because yeah. the pucks hit your blade, they'll either explode. In a case like me where I tried to do the Ryan Getzloff in St. Louis a few times, I go out there <laughs> and I have a heel curve. Like for, for those listeners who don't know, like my curve was like a fucking pizza oven shovel like it was just flat <laughs> it stuck up it had no real curve to it but it just had like a, a twist at the heel so you could pick up pizzas with it like just and, and fucking flip them out and eh? basically i go out there one day like yeah fuck i'm gonna try that gets off move out with no tape and i had first two pucks just explode off my stick and hitchcock's just fucking screaming at me fucking put some tape on your stick because <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't catch a pass i couldn't shoot i couldn't pass and I basically was, I basically just walked in. All right. Yeah, the blinders on there. Who's got a twig for me? I need some tape. Broadway, quick story. So we're skating during the, I don't know if it was a lockout or like near it the was end, lockout. Near the end of the summer, going. the Ducks get their skating coach out, Larry Barron, right? So it's like, there's like eight of us out there, all nationally guys. And Larry Barron's over on the, on the white wall trying to do the, <laughs> do the drill. And there's Updog over it, trying to get his iPhone plugged in <laughs> to play tunes. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and this Larry Bear guy is losing his mind and gets up like, hey, I'm showing up. He's like, sorry, boys, just trying to get some sick tunes going here so we can stop it around. <laughs> Hazy, so that, always had the tunes dialed in. Hazy, that lockout year, I mean, it got so fucking Groundhog Day. Oh, the, and man. this is what oh. these guys were probably dealing with. Over the course of the pandemic, these guys not going to the rink and being able to practice. But we practiced over and over again. We had the LA Kings down. So it was like Stoli and uh, Jeff yeah. Carter was down. Richardson. We had Miller, yeah. Richardson. So anyway, Bunch I'm like, boys, beauties. I am not fucking practicing without music. The game's fun, but this is just too, too repetitive. Let's get some tunes going. So, you know, fucking iPod didn't work. Good thing. <laughs> no, you got it going. And we then need the boys hey, here at, yeah, you got at it Action going. Park to dial in the iPod at our practices. It would have yeah. been better. No, you, microphone <laughs> sounds sick. You got it going, Uppy. And by the way, I was a little long in the tooth then, but I felt a little younger out there that day. My crossovers were going a little bit more. So the music, Oh, just high step in. It's like warm-ups in Toronto. Feel it, yeah. But all right, boys, we got our insider here at Missing Curfew, the Updog Upshaw with a little, little hot topic that's going on in Canada, Updog. What do they got up there? I do my weekly shows. Uh, I like to give a little love up to the Canadian uh, Canadian media. We do we do some talk and we've been pumping the podcast up there a few times. But uh, 
You know, today I got brought up an interesting question um, up in in Edmonton by uh, by one of my buddies, and I guess they're discussing up there who would you like uh, on your team to win a cup with? Either uh, Nathan McKinnon, who would be fucking awesome to have on your team to win a cup with, <laughs> pretty yeah. good player, or uh, you know the man, the myth, the McJesus himself, number ninety seven, Connor McDavid. And at the time when he brings this up to me, I actually kind of laugh it off. And especially here this morning when Cons, what do you think? This morning when I brought that up to you, he's yeah. like, nah, ah, bro. <laughs> not, a, not a fucking chance this is even a discussion. And listen, as a guy that uses a McDavid stick, I can tell, I can speak to <laughs> No, I mean, listen. And who has a McDavid both, jersey on the wall. Signed McDavid jersey. Yeah, signed McDavid that's pretty jersey. legit. Oh, I got a Crosby awesome. I got a and a McDavid and my Upshaw, Broadway, <laughs> O'Brien, Lupul. They're, they're in the new wing that we're building. For, <laughs> he's going uh, to he's he's have an off-ice wing here, Hazy, and we're going to get our jerseys up there. <laughs> so, Hazy, what do you think about that, though? Like, we're nitpicking here they're both world class talents I love McKinnon's game I think McDavid's ridiculous but I love McKinnon's game I love that he's a right shot I love the way he, he goes down the wing I love the way he forechecks he competes he got in a fight last night is there any comparison or is it is it McDavid all the way I mean they made up some great points right there like they're both world class talents but I mean just based on like stats and I have to go McDavid I, I feel like McDavid is the best player in the world he's been on a team not as good as Colorado, I would say. So I feel like if he had some of those players that McKinnon had, his teams could be over the top as well. I'm going McDavid if I had a starter franchise. Look at both players. They're both dynamic. They'll both be Hall of Fame players. They're century players. These, these kids are, they're fucking yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, generation but, type players. Generation, but nice basically, look at, look at McDavid. He, he's a centerman. Uh, he plays... Obviously, the, the you know the fastest game out there. Him, him and McKinnon are probably both the fastest players. But he's a centerman playing on a team with with limited defensemen, right? So he doesn't have Makar back there. He doesn't have back-end guys that really take care of his own zone. So when he's back there, he's always looking to go on the offense. So he's maybe yeah. giving up a lot of this you know defensive reliability, which a guy like Ryan O'Reilly would never do. O'Reilly would always yeah. be on the right side of the puck, but he's not going to be blowing past guys and creating points, which is what McDavid does. So basically... Uh, you know, if you want a power forward that plays wing, that can go in and shoot the puck fucking hard and like getting a scrap, be a fierce leader, you, you take a guy like that. But if you want a centerman who's going to be the best player in the league for 15 years uh, and who's going to win numerous amounts of cups once they figure out how to build a team around him, it's Connor McDavid. Well, it's yeah. also first world problems, right? Either one of those guys. <laughs> it's first world yeah. problems. But I guess, I guess the question is like, if you swap them out and McDavid is on... The avalanche. Are we even having this discussion? Probably yeah, not. Probably not. And that's a great point that Broadway yeah. brought up. And yeah, Con's like Colorado has a better team. Like that's a, yeah. that's oh. a deciding factor right now. You put Connor yeah. McDavid on the Avs, they're still going to be. I mean, I picked him to win the West, so hopefully they can come through for me because I'm not really picking winners right now. But anyways, <laughs> it's a good point. I mean, hockey's a team game, as we know. It's first world problems, cons. Well, good point. I mean, I don't know. I like McKinnon. Team game. Another New York Islanders. I like, I like McKinnon. Maybe Updog. I don't know McDavid. I know you're his boy. I know McKinnon. He's a good Nova Scotia boy. I know he doesn't mind having the odd cocktail with the boys and beers. And I actually seen oh, him yeah. at Warwick an awesome one night. Guy. I think cons was there. Cons got the boys at the table. And it was Webbs and him. And McKinnon was having a night. He was enjoying Warwick, and I respect that. So does McDavid get after it every now and then? Does he like to have a cold one? Or He's going to make sure he's doing what he can to keep the boys together. I've seen him at One Oak. Hell yeah. Oh, wow. There you go. There you go. One Oak. You don't just win heart trophies and and. Did you give him your table around. at One Oak, Con? The scary you... thing is that he was underage at the time. He looked like a, the bouncer. I mean, he was a man. He shook my hand. I shook his hand. I was like, ow, Jesus Christ, man. That fucking guy almost broke my hand. And he was, and he was being nice. <laughs> Cons, did you give him your table there at One Oak? Because that's that's a place to succeed there, that table. Did you let him? Did you give yeah, him that? I, I couldn't do it that night. I couldn't do it that night. We were a little, we were a little jammed up over yeah. there. And, uh, man, that okay. table's a good spot, eh, Updog? It's got to be a four to one situation sitting at Cons. Yeah, I mean, he also was rolling in with like, like 18 dudes, 18 giant dudes. <laughs> you know how that of, goes, Obi. What have, what have I been telling you all these years? Yeah, a lot of dudes, A lot of dudes. A lot of dudes. You can't roll that many dudes into the club. It just doesn't work like that. It just doesn't work like that. <laughs> that was the best with Collins. I'm like, Collins coming into town. You, you want to go out, hook something up? For sure, bro. How many dudes you got? I'm like, four. Four dudes. I swear. That's all I got. He's like, all right, bro. No more than four, bro. Tighter is better. Tighter is Tighter better. Tighter just makes everything easier. You need the ratios. The ratio is a big deal. So listen, boys, I agree. I think I love watching both those guys play. Obviously, McKinnon's still going. But if people out there are missing curfew, go, on to our, go to our social media and tell us what you think. McDavid or, or McKinnon, it's up for debate. But as our boy Khan said, first world problems. Who did he fight? He grabbed some guy from Phoenix. I don't even know this guy. Oh, my he, God. He he that guy. Oh, it was, oh, oh, it was the oh. kid. Um, He comes to goal. Fisher. Christian Fisher. 
right? Yeah, Fisher. Yes, exactly what it was. It's just nice to see him out just chucking it though, isn't it? I, when like, McKinnon yeah. grabbed that guy, I was like, that's playoff hockey. Like, don't say you want to go. Just grab him and let's go. Oh. Truthfully, those are the better fights to watch, like guys that don't fight. Right? Does that make any sense? I mean, yeah, there's... Oh, yeah. There's you see how practice. strong they are. That's, like, the crazy thing. You see, like, how, like, their grip strength and stuff. Like, it's insane. Like, my little brother's, like, he's like, he doesn't fight, but his grip strength, like, he gra- he could grab a guy and throw him right down on the ice. It's nuts. The Hayes those brothers are, are lovers. So hey, lovers, not fighters, you boys. Speaking oh, the Hayes brothers. Come on. Everybody loves us, baby. Did you guys ever do the grip test at training camp where you squeeze the thing? Oh, yeah. And my brother beat uh, me, I and I was fucking furious. Guys, like, you're, like, the bottom third of, I'm, like... You want me to go out and grab somebody right now? <laughs> I'm telling you, my grip strength's all right. Like I've seen you hold on to a couple of babes at the club sometimes. Your grip strength's pretty fucking impressive. To if me. I get the bear paws on them, it's over. Um, all right, boys. So one thing we've one thing we've talked about, and as old veterans, guys that are sitting in Action Park now doing a podcast, is the experience of playing in the bubble. And up, you are a great playoff guy. And, and Hazy, you touched on this when I talked about Montreal, and I was like, is it better to get the experience than the opportunity for the first-round pick? And we kind of decided it was. My yeah. question that I want to talk to you, Beauties, about is, are they getting the same playoff experience as it would be going into Philadelphia, going into the Madhouse in Chicago, going into Long Island back in the day? Are they getting that same experience of being down in a series and having to go on the road and finding a way to win? I think they're getting that experience of being able to see how important these games are. Like you have to show up every night, no matter what, like you can't just come not, not don't decide not to show up one night and take a big loss. And that's the uh, reality of the playoffs, but not having the fans like going in playing in Chicago, like you mentioned, Montreal, that's a whole new element. When you have that puck in your stick and the place is just rowdy, maybe Montreal just had a big hit and the momentum starting to change. They're not experiencing that. Like it's just a whole empty rink. I feel like that that element is missing for them, but like the the value of the games and the value of learning how to win a series and stuff, that stuff's there. But the rowdy buildings is not there, and that's that's probably the best part of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. You always felt energy in the room before the game. You could hear the crowd. You go out for warm ups. No Bucky hairs, fucking looking mint, ready to go. <laughs> and you just you always felt this like extra energy. It was like having a you know the seventh man on the ice for you. But basically, what these guys are dealing with now, which could be the new, hopefully not, but a new way of of sports for a little while, is. Uh, you know, trying to find their own energy, trying to, yeah. and I always thought like, okay, if you're a guy out there right now and you turn the puck over and you're on the road and you keep your team hemmed in your own zone for fucking, uh, you know, an extra minute, which used to happen to me a couple of times and your coach is <laughs> fucking screaming at you, like yelling from behind your ear. You just, right now you don't have that like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like, you don't have that. Cause it's just, yeah. it seems like every day these guys are going to the rink and they're, and probably talking about the same things, finding, you know, they're, they're doing the nose swabs they're doing all the tests to get in. And it's probably like groundhog day for a lot of these guys. They're not jumping on planes, losing a game and having to go, you know, fly home, land at two in the morning, you know, wake up, find, yeah, know, exactly. find themselves, yeah. deal with, deal with their wives. Like that was a terrible game last night. What, you know, what happened? Shit like that. It's, <laughs> you're like, I'm not talking to you about it, honey. It's a whole different experience for these guys. As yeah. a fan, and you guys tell me if you see it, because obviously you would know, the intensity seems to be there in the games. And I listen, I know everybody, whatever. I think Gary Bettman's the best commissioner in sports. And I think that the NHL wow. has, I'm serious. He, I two, think he, that the, two lockouts for us. Con, I think so. the NHL has done a light years better job for the fan experience and the game than, than the MLB and the NBA. And to me, I don't know. I I don't miss if the intensity feels like it's there for these guys. No, and I agree with you, Cons. On TV, it looks amazing. The, the NHL did a great job. Sure, it does. Yeah, it looks great, and and I I enjoy watching it. I'm just speaking from a point of like, let's take the the Phil, the Flyers Montreal series. Let's say they happen yeah. to play next year again, and these young kids that are playing in the bubble, you know, they they split it, they split at home or whatever, and then they got to go into you know Game Three in Philly. Like these young kids are going to get into Philadelphia and be like. Man, this isn't the bubble anymore here. Like, I got these mutants. Oh, yeah, even get off me. the bus. Like, you yeah, get like off the bus. In the there, fans like, screaming at you. The, yeah, the kids are that energy there. In Philly, when you used to get off your bus and you walk into the arena, the fans would be like throwing fingers at you, like pretending to spill a beer all over the. Like, it was, it was nuts. Yeah, and, and mutants. you know, or then for example, in Vegas, you know, Vegas makes it to the finals that year, and you come out in the play, you come out for warmups in the playoffs. And there's fucking strippers and they're dancing on the glass. And you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to play hockey right now? These, you know, they got the pinup girls just with their asses yeah. all over the glass. <laughs> I, oh, if man. somehow they could just put that into the bubble right now, it'd just make it so much entertaining. Yeah. Who's got the bubble intel? Broadway, do you have any bubble intel? Where is the 
booze coming from? Who's got oh, the yeah. giant the, the, booze? The, the, the boys are definitely getting <laughs> after it. The, they got the well, they're staying in the hotels. So those hotels are, I mean, they're pretty five star hotels. So they got all the access there. I'm hearing there's some uh, rooftop bars. There's some restaurants. You know, they're sipping on some Opus One and whatever you want. Some are Johnny they? Walker there. Yeah. So they're having to like eat eat room service for them. I know there's a couple restaurants opening up for the boys, you know, here hopefully with some new waitresses, maybe a new crew of broads coming, coming in. <laughs> shift change. But, a little shift change. But, shift but, change. But listen, gotta, it, we can move on. It, the hotel minibar isn't going to do it for these guys for the next few weeks. You know, yeah. you, you're going to need a, a nice filet, some nice sushi. You know, I'm from actually Alberta. I know there's not many good sushi places up there. So maybe fly in some fresh fish from from Vancouver. But uh, oh yeah, you need Toronto. Toronto bubble is unbelievable right now. Toronto bubble's good, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's my brother says they're eating like kings there, so he's not too worried. And he said there's plenty of booze. So, so they oh, got so you can like go and order a good bottle of wine or yeah. whatever or like an old fashioned Jimmy. I didn't ask him that like specifically, but I'm pretty sure like he made it seem like the, yeah, there's a rooftop bar, like the bars in the hotel are open. So I'm I'm yeah, I'm assuming you can get it. Who's, who's got the sleepers? Who's got the sleepers? Who's got the ambo? Double OT, you're like, boys, I can't shut her down. I, who's got the Ambo tonight? I, feel like, I turned that one over. My mind's racing. Who's got the Ambo? We got game four tomorrow. There's got to be a black market. In There's the got to be a guy like in there that's got it for sure. <laughs> if not, we might have to go up there, obviously, and do it. <laughs> hey, boys, I wanted to touch a base. We were talking about it before in our little production meeting or whatever you want to call it. Buddies in playoffs. Collins was asking, do you have buddies in playoffs? And living in the bubble, you're seeing these guys... I got a story real quick. When I was playing for Nashville, we were playing Anaheim. Well, no, the question was, what happens, like, you and Lupul are tight. You and Upshaw are tight. When you're a guy that's your best friend and you're going to meet up in the playoffs, are you you nice to each other? Do you shut it down till the series is over? How does that work? Yeah, so you, you, you definitely shut it down. But I remember I was in Nashville playing the Ducks, like I was saying, and we're flying in the night before game one. And our boy Sheldon Brookbank, Billy Brookbank, who's coaching the, the Hawks right now, he's my boy. I played with him in Cincy. Like, I couldn't have made the NHL. He helped me make the NHL. He helped me with fighting, blah, blah, blah. So I land. I'm like, all right. I text Billy Boy. I'm like, hey, Billy, you want to head for a beer here before game one? He's like, no, I can't do it, Obes. Can't do it. I'm like, fucking series hasn't even started yet. Like, once the series starts, <laughs> I don't want to have a beer with you, but we could go have a couple cold ones here before shit gets real. But he was the type of guy that, like, boom, even before the series started. As the series went on, I get it. No friends. But before, yeah. maybe a glass of wine, one beer at Sharky's or wherever, Mutt Lynch's. <laughs> Billy wasn't feeling it. So I know you had the same thing with loops, right? Kind of up Yeah, dog? I learned at, at an early age. I had some good veteran guys on my minor league team. Uh, one in particular, Vern Fiddler, who said, all right, this playoff series against this Cincinnati fucking Mighty Ducks, you and Loop are not going out chasing broads and having dinner together. I'm like, <laughs> of course. Like, well, why would I do that? So he's like, well, prove it. And I'm like, all right. So first, <laughs> first game, right. I get out there and I just fucking two-hand him. Two-minute penalty right to the the box uh just to prove a point though like yeah. hey this is you know for the fans out there you know a lot of us know each other we're all buddies the the league is oh, so yeah. tight uh in the it's, bubble it's got to be difficult after games especially if a game gets heated where you're going in the hotel you're seeing these guys Th- that never happens you know with the, with no bubble yeah so yeah. Ba- basically it's it's a different mentality you gotta uh w- when you're lacing them up it's you know, and hockey's this like this and it has been forever uh once you once the puck drops there's no friends out there after the game, there's beers. Hey, in the playoffs, Shane, there's no friends in no games, beers. baby. Shane, didn't you and Lupul like line up in the face-off circle next to each other? Oh yeah, Lupul's that greasy guy. Yeah, so we're we're playing. I'm in Colorado, and he's playing in Toronto. And I got like I got like 20 people, family at the game. I grew up outside Toronto, so that, that <laughs> night I matched up with Loops for whatever reason. He must have been down the lineup that night or maybe I was having a good little stretch. Maybe I was maybe having a good little stretch. Either way, I was playing against. You were, up, you were yeah, playing up. I was playing up. I was playing against Loops. I'll be honest. I was, boys, I was shutting him down a little bit, stick on puck. He was a little frustrated. <laughs> so we get to the face-off, and I lean into him, and I give him like, a, hey, hey, buddy, fella, what's going on? And he's not feeling it. So I give him another one, and right before the puck drops, cons, he pushes on the back of my pants, boys, and down I go. So the ref doesn't drop the puck. The whole air canister is like, oh. So I get up, I look at Lupo, I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, what are you doing, man? He's like... Oh, you're fucking around whacking me. I'm like, no, bro. I was just so, anyways, he after dropped you in front of your friends and family on the back of the pants. <laughs> down I go. The whole building goes, oh my, like, oh, way, we can find video. There's got to be video. There's got to be. Now, we got to dig that up. I got to see this. After the game, my Twitter's like, hey, I thought you and Lupo were boys. Like, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, I got to be honest. So did I. So 
That was kind of an embarrassing that the, the loops got me on that one. Oh, I, got, sure. I got O'Brien one time in Nashville too, actually. Oh, I was one of my first games back to Nashville. And, and so O'Brien got traded to the Predators after I left. And all my buddies and girls that, you know, I used to know and hook up with, they'd all say, <laughs> which was a lot. They'd all say, man, yeah, has anyone ever list. told you you all look like every girl, every girl in Nashville is like, do you know Scotty Upshaw? I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I do actually. And then they're like, you kind of look like him. And this is back. Obi was, I was pretty, a leaner. I was, leaner. He was lean. He was good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not throwing him. Good. A couple of good looking guys. A yeah, yeah, couple yeah. of good looking guys. So anyway, I'm chasing. I'm on a fucking hard four check, Jimmy. Busting down. He busting thinks down. O'Brien's getting this biscuit before, like before the net, trying to get the net on me. And I fucking go to reach for his stick, and I just absolutely pitchfork him right between the eyes, right here. <gasps> and I cut him for like four or five zips. <laughs> what? And almost took my eye out. He's looking Jesus. back like what? the and there I am going to the box, kind of like, <laughs> kind of laughing like, fucking guy, get it's up. A fucking double minor, bro. Get up. I said, come on, power play, guys, let's go. And he's looking back, who was that, right? Ready to grab someone. And there's me in the box laughing. Yeah, up he tells it good, but up dog, he coming up dog style, 100 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. And I'm like checking my shoulder. I'm like, all right, I got up he. So up he comes. I, I use my big frame to kind of block him out, but that's not enough for the up dog. Boom, sticks me in the eye, blood everywhere. I'm like pissed off, obviously. I'm like, who is that? There's Upshaw. Um, <laughs> we made up for it after. Fella, that game. Yeah, Fella, we, I didn't we, mean it. We had a great night afterwards, but that's that's. Did you mean to cut him up, oh, or the man. stick just got away from you? What happened? No, I there? did. The scars look good on the guy. Oh, fuck, almost lost. No, my yeah. Yeah. Okay. He did your hurt. favor there, Obes. We had a great night, Broadway. We though. Sure that was, did. It was a National League night after that Nashville. We, we dipped oh, I can only imagine the, uh, you two out in Nashville together. We dipped into to a little uh, little cheerleader from the <laughs> from the Predators. Yeah, she may or may not have lost her job on that one. But anyways, oh, she did now. She's retired. Her jersey's in the Hall of Fame for the, the Predators for sure. <laughs> Real quick, we got to give some love to our boy Lupel, who, and another guy, Loops, thanks for helping us out. He's going to be a special teams guy. Got to get Loops in here. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get Loops down. involved. He's going to look good on camera, too. Khan's got the good angles in here. Everyone looks good. Even I look good. Um, good especially while he's tell. in town. It's tough getting that Loopal in one place. Yeah, man. I hope he gets all those air miles he gets collected. He's collecting all those. I, I like oh, to travel, man, too. That guy them, lives yeah. like a rock star. I, like I would, too, though, if I had 70 mil in the bank. My Amex can't take it anymore, though. <laughs> that guy, so I, I think he's, he's off are... to New York next week. He's, in the, he's going to Nantucket. He just right. pretty much oh, does what a place. Fuck he he's going to be in yeah. Nantucket? Oh, I'm going to have to hit him up. How much did he make? 70 million? Fuck, I guess he, he better. Yeah, I think so. the fuck he wants. He's a generous nice. guy. He's a generous guy. He's, he's always been nothing uh, but nice If you ask me, he never picked up enough tabs throughout the years, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> Anyways, he wants <laughs> he to talk. He picked up flowers, though. He wants to talk. I want your, your guys' opinion on to Chuck and Perry. Um, there's been some articles. Updog did some great research on the way up here, pulled up some articles just about to Chuck being the next Perry and Perry going out and fighting him. As, as two veteran guys, you got to love Corey Perry kind of thing, right? Yeah, I think so. Perry's... Obviously, Perry's, you know, won his Olympic gold medals. He's won a Hart Trophy. He's won a uh, Maurice Rocket Richard Trophy for the most goals in the league. And this is something that Tuchuk has not done yet and might never do. But anyway, two guys who definitely know how to play the game and get in uh, under other guys' skin. Both play hard. Both loved by their teammates. Both guys you want on your team during playoffs. And basically what we saw the other night during this comparison was Perry go... Oh yeah, kid, you want to fucking you want to be put in my boots? Let's go. And and fucking Tuchuk steps up to the plate. Boom, yeah. fight, boom, sets the tone. Uh, you just got to appreciate that. Who won? Yeah, it, it was awesome. It was, it, it was, it was a, a spirited bout. I would say yeah, it, it was, was great. I'm going to give it to the veteran Perry, but it was a spirited bout. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was a middleweight bout, both, but... It was great. It was awesome. I just feel like they they both, like, they have that similar thing. They always find a way to be involved in the game. Yeah. You know, it sucks right now seeing Kachuk get injured later on that series because that was awesome. That was game one. That would be so much fun to see those guys go at it this whole series. Like, those guys always find a way to be involved. They're always around the net. They're always making great plays. Like you said, they got their resumes, and they're both high-end talents. And, you know, it's just funny to see a, a young guy try to go after the big veteran like that. What you got to love about Tuchuk, too, is he's going to be— he, the way he plays and on edge like that, he's going to be in the fucking news all the time. We could talk about him on this podcast all day long because it's just—he doesn't play one game the same way. It's either scoring goals and fighting or chirping or calling out a guy or— Oh, yeah. You know, hitting you know, those two hits on Cassian last year were absolute. He single handedly got the Battle of Alberta back. Like, really? Oh, it's the best. That's unbelievable. Like I said, like, that's how good those guys are. Like, if they're not feeling it, like, offensively one night, they'll find a way to mix it up and get themselves involved and have their team better off their team on that way. It's just something they, it's a great, uh, attribute to have in your game to be able to do that. So so what I read was Dale Hunter back in London for the London Knights. Dale Hunter's the obviously the GM coach, owner, 
you know. Those guys are making so much money in London. The London Knights, so junior team up in oh. Canada. Basically, he described to, to Chuck that, you know, you should play like this Corey Perry. I had Corey Perry here. He plays the right way. He's a champion. You and him have a lot of similar similarities. You guys both fucking are, are mean. He's like, follow that. And then also, to Chuck goes on to say that uh, Jamie Benn was one of his favorite players growing up, and he likes to obviously work his game around the style of Jamie Benn. So this, you know, it is unfortunate that he's hurt because this series could be uh, that much more spirited as it already is. It's uh, I actually yeah. been loving watching that series. Yeah, it's a great series, and I will give to Chuck some credit, but he's got a long way to go before he's Corey Perry for me. But I love the kids' hundred percent, hundred percent. Corey Perry pairs I play with my rookie year. Man, he liked to miss a curfew every now and then. But uh, <laughs> so let's get into our into the playoffs, boys. It's obviously what we we're here for and all about. And Broadway, we'll start with you with with the Arizona Coyotes. Oh man, this uh, series has uh, gone the complete opposite how I thought it was going to go. <laughs> I had Arizona hanging in there, and this Colorado team is just spanking them. They're up three one, and they scored four power play goals last night. And I'm talking about how unbelievable. The PK has been for Arizona, and they just got throttled. McCarr, McKinnon, those guys are buzzing. I think Rantanen's got eight points. Landis has only got no goals, but he's got six apples. McCarr, you see that goal he scored the other night? He's got four or five points end-to-end. Looked like young Bobby Orr out yeah, there. You don't see that he much was anymore. Buzzing. That was sick. That was sick. McKinnon's got two goals and seven assists. Like He's just, he's just world-class right now. And, you know, Arizona, they only got 14 shots on net the other night. That's just not going to be able to cut it when you're playing a team like Colorado. Yeah, they're running into a buzzsaw, Jimmy. It's uh, it's unfortunate, but it's, it seems like this Colorado team is not is not here to fuck around. I mean, <laughs> no, they, they, they are not. This, they are not. They came into this bubble going, fuck you guys. We, you know, we lost last year. We lost our best player in the playoffs when they, McKinnon went out with a shoulder injury. Yeah. And basically, they're they're like... This is our this is our time. I I, oh. I see I see them right now with this attitude like you know Washington has had for years, but they just couldn't do it. Uh, and basically, you, you don't want to run into them. They're they're just fucking going, and they're gonna be yeah. Tough they, to their beat. big dogs are playing. And the goalie's great, and and getting that secondary scoring. I think what's Kadri? Kadri's got four Kadri. goals. I think now like the, 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 great you know, trade. Great, deal. Yeah, that's, hey that's, Kyle oh. Dubas there. I love Fuck you, Barry. Good trade. I love Barry, but that's just a tough trade. <laughs> I love Tyson the least, Barry. The least would have liked him in that qualifying like, round, huh? Yeah, I love Tyson Barry. Barry's a beauty. Let me in the updog stay at his house. We went to my morning jacket. Sick pad. He's a great kid, but tough trade because Cadre is exactly what the Leafs um, need. Especially just, in playoffs. He just could not fucking knock a guy out. <laughs> ah, it's you tough. Got, it's he, tough not to cross-check someone in the lips. You know? Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it's, just get him right in the back. Yeah. Get him in the back. Even in the <laughs> ribs, A-ups, like right in the ribs, like that hurts too. I mean, we've all uh, done it. I'm going to give Did some... You see that? You see that though the other night when uh, Arizona yanked Kemper, they're down 4-2 and they put in Ranta and they scored... Uh, Colorado scored two goals in their first three shots. I mean, that Kemper's been unbelievable. I'm going to give some love while we're talking the Coyotes too on our boy, this guy Fox. I'm going Brad Richardson. Nice. Coming off double groin surgery. I saw him in, in Scottsdale with me and Loops and Mac Elwin out there to play some golf when the, the COVID first hit. Rehabbed hard. He's a beauty. This guy Fox Richardson, two goals. block. It was like 6-1. He's blocking shots like... Guy's got a Stanley Cup. He's, he's been in the league forever. So he's letting it all hang out. Yeah, this that, guy. That, that yeah. Guy How long has he been in the league? He looks he's, great. He's been in Since the league. He was 18. Yeah, 18 years old. He's a mucker. Wow. Yeah, like so I'm gonna give some love to him on this guy Fox, but uh we may be seeing Richardson here in Action Park soon because that Colorado team is they're a wagon or buzzing, whatever we want to say, right? They are an absolute wagon. All right, boys, let's go to you two guys on the updogs pick, the Hurricanes and Bees. What do you guys got? My boys, oh, it's tough to, it's always tough when you pick underdogs because you, you, you know, you need a little gift. You need a gift from God. And, and they brought Boston back in the series last night. They had a chance to, to tie it up 2 2, uh, bring it to game five, all square. And boys, they just they laid an egg in the third period. It was like the rhymer of uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> yeah. days when the, game seven, when game seven, <laughs> game when the seven. Toronto Maple Leafs just went wow, 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 <laughs> fucking lose oh. to Boston in game seven. Poor, poor Lupel, that I'm one, like, that one stung him for a long I'm time. I'm like Lupel's tough loss. Where are we going, buddy? Where are we going, Australia? Where do you want to go? <laughs> Shake it off, eh? And boys, while we're on Boston, we we'll touch on the goalie situation here for a second with uh, with Tuka Rask. You know, leaving their team this week to go home to his family. Mixed reviews from from everyone around. Obviously, probably everyone but his teammates and everyone asking, 
uh, who wants to chime in on, you know, what would you feel like if he was on your team and your starting goalie left? I think everyone who wants to have this opinion should fuck right off because 100%. no one knows what these guys are dealing with in, inside the bubble, what they've had to do to, to be a pro athlete, to to get to where they are, to have a family at home, a girlfriend with a brand new baby there during this moment. I think uh, unless you've been there, you have no idea what these guys are dealing with. So the, so for the writers who are saying, you know, they can't believe he would do this or, or people who want to chime in and say that, it, it's a team sport. If a guy needs to leave for personal reasons, he leaves. That's it. Bottom line. So I just say fuck yeah, off. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well set up either because yeah. that's exactly, it's a personal matter. It's something... And none of us, you don't, we have no idea what's going on there. He's one of the guys, like I played in Boston with him. He does anything for his teammates. He's a very generous guy. He's an awesome guy. He's a fun guy to be around. So obviously it's something that means uh, a lot to him, like a family and family comes over anything in life. And that's, that's his number one priority. And that's what he feels like is the best decision for him. So that's the best decision. So you don't need your opinion. These uh, sports writers, you know, especially in Boston, you hear all the bullshit. And it's not like it's not like they're leaving uh, the team up to dry with no fucking goalie. They're not putting Darren Pang in there. Panger, they got they got Halak. Who last year? I mean, let's touch on it. Seventy-one games, forty wins, seventeen losses last year. The kid's a stud. He hasn't done much in the playoffs, right? I think he's almost five hundred in the playoffs. Yeah, five hundred. But these guys win the Jennings Trophy last year. They have they have great goaltending to fall back on. Uh, Tuka Rass has been to the finals, what, twice and won a cup once, so three times trips to the finals. Yeah. Let the guy go be with his family. Also, too, there's probably a lot more to the story. I mean, exactly. you're not allowed to just exactly. up and leave. So if it was okay with the brass and the people that write his checks and if it's cool with his team, there's probably a whole bunch of shit that we just have no idea about. It's got to be something going on that's worth it. Because I, I don't know what I saw of him in the interviews. I thought it was funny with the round robin. And he was like, I don't know what that was, but I'm ready to start playing real <laughs> hockey. You know, so something happened that's obviously personal and none of anybody's business. But for him to leave, I, I don't think he was claustrophobic in the bubble. He's got a serious personal issue and that's his business. Yeah, and, and sometimes exactly. as you guys know, like, Great point by Updog. They have a legitimate backup tendy in Halak. But sometimes in hockey rooms, like when guys get hurt or something happens, you rally around that. Like if a guy goes down one of your teammates, you rally around it. So this could be something that Boston says, hey, boys, let's let's rally around. Let's do it for Tuca. He had to take off. We got Halak in there. And, and let's see if we can get this thing rolling. And it could be a good thing for the Bruins moving forward. Yeah, they've won two straight since it's happened. Like you said, like like that's something that I think is going to could uh, look like it's benefiting them right now. And it's that's not like you said. It's a personal issue. And the Bruins are, they're looking pretty good. They're back. The they're bees back. are back. The, the big bad Bruins so, are back. Yeah, so my Kane's pick is... Uh, it's not over. Yeah, it's lemon it's so not far. over. Not so over. Down no, it's one. definitely not over. It's Let's not go. like they got to go into Boston right now. <laughs> no, that's, they just going <laughs> to show up to the rink again here and just play some hockey because they're a good team. Carolina's a great fucking team. Great point by Updog. If it's game five and they're going into Boston, Uppy, I might be like, you're in one here, but <laughs> you're in the bubble. <laughs> great point, Updog. That's that's exactly what we were talking about, Broadway. If you got to go into Boston for game five after you just, you know, pissed away a two-goal lead in the third, you're like, the flight, you're like, geez, boys, we're in one here. You know, you're playing some cards. Like, oh, yeah. Ah. So moving into my, I, I got the, I took the Canucks over the Blues. Speaking of, thank God it's in the bubble and not having to go back to St. Louis for game five. The Canucks are in one a bit. But I'm going to give some love to this guy, Fox, our boy, good Irishman cons, Ryan O'Reilly. He's just a beast. I huh? mean, what can you say about the guy? Nice oh. trade, Buffalo. Like, are you kidding me? Like, when I met this kid at 20 years old and I was playing with him in Colorado, I knew there was something special in him. Not that I know everything, but I'm just saying I knew there was something special in this kid. The way he works, the way he is in the dressing room, his skill levels through the roof. And I mean, O'Reilly, fact daddy, we love you, buddy. And, and this guy, Fox, he's been unbelievable. Oh, he's an absolute stud, that kid. They finally have a little bit of mojo, thank God, for uh, for a team that, you know, is coming off a season like they just had, you know, leading the charge, uh, coming off a cup run, uh, an epic cup run. Uh, I really like the way that their guys are rallying around, you know, Jake Allen, too. He's, yeah. you know, yeah. to, a, a tough decision, I'm sure, for the coaching staff to pull to pull Bennington, who really, you know, won the Stanley Cup for them last year in Game 7. You know, Jake Allen is a great guy with... A great heart and a ton of skill to save pucks. So what he's doing for those guys is great. And then our boy Braden Shen. I'm, yeah. I'm all day Shen fan. Uh, oh, I yeah. love the Barry's guy. Guys. He plays like a he plays like an animal. And you know, eleven hits in Game Three with a with an OT snipe. Fucking titty. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know, after he scored, that look on his Marcel. face like 
I don't know if you guys saw it, but I'm sure, I'm sure yeah, you Yeah, I saw he it. Goes, he goes top shelf on Markstrom and he turns around and just the look on his face was like, all right, boys, now we can rally. Let's fucking go. You know, it's like yeah. you need something like that to happen in a playoff series for things to turn around. And that's exactly what he did with that goal. And Vancouver's a really young team, right? Yeah, they had a young team they and a young yeah. core. And Myers got hurt on their back end, which really hurt him. The Stetcher kid. Yeah, I mean, he so plays with a, a lot young, of heart. But when you're a one. young team and you go up 2-0 on the defending champs and then you drop two and now what, what's that? Is, it, is that? is that tough on the young kids or yeah. is this where they're... Oh, yeah, I feel like that's panic mode for those yeah. young guys. You think everything's sitting pretty and then all of a sudden it's 2-2 and it's the defending cups. And, I mean, if, yeah. and they're riding that hot goalie too, Alan. Building that's, stuff, that's crazy. Right? Character it, building stuff. It's character building stuff for sure, Cons. And if it was two out of three where two of these games were in St. Louis, I would say this series is over. But like I told the updog on the way up here, if the Canucks before the series would have been 2-2 after four games, I think they would have taken it. And I'll yep. be real quick, I just wanted to, what your thoughts on Binning when we were talking about Bennington, I said cons and Broadway that the guy won the cup free last year, first time in franchise history, and, and they lose two games and they go to Allen. But Updog, what, what were your thoughts, which I kind of respected what you thought about it? I just think no matter what happened last year, it's last year. It's focused on who's going right now. And in the in the midst of a, of a playoff series where you go down two, it might not just be on the goaltender. It could be your whole team, but you need to fucking have a spark somehow. And unfortunately, goaltenders get the, you know, they're not going to pull out some of their best players and just replace them with someone else. Uh, goaltending change is the easiest thing to do. And basically, it's nothing against fucking Bennington because he's he's an absolute stud. And will always be a legend, like you said. Yeah, he's yes. proven, proven stud. But right now, Jake Allen's got, he's got the reins. He's, he's between the pipes. And until something drastic happens, he's going to be running with this. It's his... It's his thing. If they lose a game, maybe maybe I see a change. But um, the St. Louis Blues, watching them last night, they really, you know, they really played well. David Perron's playing insane. Uh, they have some injuries with Tarasenko and our, my boy Alex Steen out of the lineup. Two veteran guys that are that are surely missed. But you, you watch out for those big boys now, man. They've been there and uh, and heads up. It's yeah. so early yeah, Uppie, on That's, in the that's great what you said about Allen. Like you got to ride the hot goalie. And you know, Bennington kind of like Bennington kind of did to him. Allen was that goalie there. He was the goalie that they were building that team around him. And then Bennington came in, and he's he was unbelievable. So it's pretty cool to see Allen get a almost like a second chance here to go and prove to them how good of a goalie he is. He's obviously proven he's a backup goalie, but now he's shown as a starter that he can win the games. It's a it's cool, and it's a it's a huge confidence for him to be able to go in there and win two games in a row like they like he has. So last year in the playoffs on their cup run, Jake Allen did not see one puck until game three, where Boston was up fucking 7-1 on them. And he got put in after like four goals. Okay, so that's, I mean, being in the playoffs again for Jake Allen's one thing. A few years ago, he brought us to the conference finals. Him and him and Elliot were playing unbelievable, both guys. And so this is just a confidence builder for him. This is something that the team's going to rally around. I, I do have to touch on this because it's fucking hilarious. Last year, when when Biddington got pulled in Game Three in St. Louis, I was actually at the game. I flew in with Flowers and my boy Billy Quinn. We went in and played <laughs> some golf. Flowers. And uh, I'm I'm watching. I, I ISO cam fucking Biddington skating by Boston's bench, and I look at him and he's fucking chirping the whole bench. And I'm like, in modern day hockey, what goalie gets pulled in the Stanley Cup Finals and skates by the opposing bench, Boston Bruins, for example, who are who are now going to be up on him two one. And starts chirping their whole bench. To me, that was like this attitude that you either have it or you don't. And that's the yep. story of Jordan Bennington last year. It yeah. was, he's got a lot of confidence. He's yeah, got some, he has, he's got some big balls yeah, on him. Man. He's, he, and, he loves it. He likes the big moments. And, and also, too, it's so early on in the tournament. I mean, it's the first round. And when you're the defending champs, yeah, and, like, you know, you the, the road is the road is long. It's going to be hard to knock off the blues. Yeah. Don't be surprised if you see Binghamton right back in between yeah, those and, guys. And, and like Uppy said, he'll always be a legend for what he did. And his Instagram 100%. game, he followed us at Mr. Curfew. So, uh, Benner, as the boys call you, thanks for the follow. His Instagram game is is pretty solid too. So I know the updog likes that. And then um, you know, given our, our our captain here at Action Park, the Islanders cons, what's going on? 3-0. That's a bit. I mean, come on. I don't know where this league-wide fan hatred <laughs> for the Islanders comes from. These fucking guys are break. They're fucking playing well. They play defense and they're stingy. It don't look good for the Capitals. Anything could happen. But you know, again, like to what you were saying about the blues. It's like the Islanders are trying to advance to the next round, right? The Blues are trying to defend the title, but it doesn't get any prettier. 
right? They knock off Washington. Who, who do they got staring at me? The Philly, well, that ain't good. Or Tampa, or Tampa Boston. I mean, it just gets uglier and uglier. <laughs> <laughs> Obi, you play for Trotsy. What's Trotsy like today at the rink? What do you think with you the boys? Trots? Oh, what kind really? of fucking smirk does he have going around? Oh, yeah. He's got some swag on him right yeah. now. Trotsy, he's got some swag going. Trotsy, he's my favorite coach in the NHL for like, he's. He, I never thought, Obi, you play for him too. I never thought, which is weird because they are so stingy cons, but I never thought he was a, like the best X and O's coach I had, but he just like, he wanted to be part of the boys. Like on the plane, he would come back and like come to the car table and be like joking around so he's definitely got some swagger going on i love trotsy yeah uh, you can tell trotsy's a you can tell like we said he's part of the boys because um he had a great uh quote when they were talking about when uh was it enters lee's hit backstrom there uh, trotsy has a quote that you can tell it's for the boys when he says whatever happens we're equipped to play if they want to play physical we're going to play physical like you said he doesn't care about the exit and he's just playing in there he wants the energy he loves it he backs his guys all the time and it's it's awesome to see i remember he backed wilson couple of years ago when I think it was with Reeves or something right there. They had that little tip and he's like, Wilson isn't afraid of anybody. So he's a guy that always backs his guys and guys love playing for coaches like that. Yeah. Hey, Broadway, what, what did you think of that hit, Anders Lee on Backstrom? I mean, I, I obviously I'm biased. I don't know. I, yeah, it's just like you said, it's just suck. like it sucks because he's a star player. But so Anders Lee's a star player. He played like I, like I said, he's been great. This guy Fox, I'm just Lee Cons. He's put, yeah, he's put that big hit. That, 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 that changed the momentum of that series. You know what I mean? But I, I, I think uh, it was. I, don't a know, great I think hit. it was fine. There was, there was, no, there was, there was no finer suspension it's on the playoff hit, right? hockey. It's playoff yeah, hockey. It's exactly, it's a big hit. And the guy Lee fights. And Barzal both fuck. So between Barzal and a guy like Braden Point, two two little right-handed centermen who both play with the puck on their stick the whole time, who score big goals, who are the best players on some of the best teams in the league. You can't just hide in the weeds. This this New York Islanders team is going to have to pay this kid. Or he's getting fucking pay him cons. You got to pay him cons. How about that checkbook cons? Cons to the owners here. There, excuse me. That's gonna have to be an extra comma there. Yeah, and he's and he and and he'll get it. He'll get it. He says the right things. Like he he did that interview that that interview that you're talking about. That between that generic. Between periods, interview. Yeah, I get pucks, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I get pucks, Steve. He said, you know, <laughs> show up at the rink and do what we're told, and that's that. And that's, I think, what Lou and Trotz want to hear from him. Yeah, yeah show true. up, do what he's told. But uh, by the way, that's a sweet OT winner. That was nasty. That's, that's, yeah, that's a nice sure goal. Is. Thought it was offside. It was for, for sure was not offside. <laughs> it was for sure. He was not flying. Offside. That kid. He's nasty. So we're going to lead into the old milk carton segment here at Missing Curfew. And I'm going, uh, I'm sticking with the Islanders series. And I know this, and this guy's got a Stanley Cup. He's an unbelievable goalie. He dresses like he could be in the Lumineers, which is one of my favorite bands. Um, I'm going Holpe on the on the milk carton, bro. You're down 3-0 to the Islanders. They don't got much firepower. They're stingy. I, I respect them, but Holpe, I mean, you're a Stanley Cup champ, a legend, sick style. But dude, you're on my milk carton. Hey, you know, I'm sticking with the um, Capitals here on my milk car, and I got Ilya Kovalchuk. The guy has one <laughs> assist in six games, and his no, minutes just keep going down. For him, he's more he than a milk car. He is going cart. down. He might be, he actually, game four, I wouldn't be surprised to see that guy, you know, sitting next to Broadway up in the, in, in in the, the press in box. In the depressor, in the depressor, yeah. I'm going with the referees, boys, again, yes. because <laughs> oh, it's man. fucking playoff time, and you got to let these guys play. I mean, they're stuck in the bubble. Their intensity is going through the roof. They're out there sacrificing their bodies away from all the, the fucking chasing puss and all that stuff <laughs> they could be doing back home. And these guys are just... Their their hands are in their pocket. They're not they're not paying attention to the fucking games. I, the referees are on the milk carton. Calls? Too many bad, calls. I love, calls. I love, I love calls. Wes McCauley and Kelly Southern. I love those guys. Like they're the, they're like the. Two of the best referees. I'm not saying that they're making bad calls, but they got to go talk to the other refs and they got to figure this shit out. Yeah, like it can't come down to the, the best teams are going to win the series is the best power play. I mean, it, it has to be oh. playoff hockey. And listen, if it's a penalty and it takes away from a scoring chance, call the fucking thing. But other than that, I'm watching these games, cons, Broadway and Updog, and like every other shift, there's, there seems to be a penalty and there's no flow. And I, I get it, there's no fans, but come on, boys. Like, even my dad, I'll give a shout out to Patty O'Brien Pitter at home. He's an old veteran and he can't fucking stand it. So put the whistles away and let's go. Yeah, the yeah, like you said, the, the flow of the game situation. gets crushed. The Brindamore situation, uh, you know, him getting fined 25K and the Canes just stepping up and saying, we're going to take care of our boy. 
uh, Rob the bot. <laughs> but basically, awesome. it's they got to figure their shit out. It's what, playoff what time. What did he do to get fined? Rob the bot pretty much said, "This is why this league's a joke, in my opinion." <laughs> basically, right to the refs for a Fuck situation it. that was uh, the refs came to the to uh, to the bench to explain to him what what the call was, and he needed to know what the call was in order to challenge with. I I don't know how the fucking play actually went. Right, but so, when, it was so a he's got to know if it's, a challengeable, yeah. if it's a challengeable play. And he the refs wouldn't him. tell him what the call was on the ice, so he basically wasn't able to challenge the right thing and got right. screwed. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a pretty big fuck-up, right? That's a pretty big fuck-up. And, and, and he a admits that he wasn't up. the better team, but if that goal doesn't count, the game could be fucking won in overtime. Totally. And basically... These are refs right now who, you know, veteran referees. They've had a break too. They've been, you know, they've been in the bubble board of shit. So, but basically they yeah, got to The refs aren't sneaking broads in. What do they do in the bubble? <laughs> that Wes McCauley's probably sneaking broads. Yeah, Wes actually, he could. He's an awesome he had a guy. Great story. I love Wes. I got a good Wes McCauley story. So we were playing. He's an official. I'm assuming, yeah, he's right? the best official. So he's, he's always talking to the boys. And I'm like, Wes, he calls me for a chintzy. Probably wasn't chintzy, but he calls me for a hooker hold. And at the at the face off, I'm trying to talk to him. I'm like, Wes, like, what's your fucking problem? And like, that wasn't even a penalty. It's like, oh, I've been on the road for a week and a half. Haven't seen my wife. I'm fucking horny. I'm like, all right, Wes, I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave you alone there, buddy. I, I know how it is, but you know you can get a little trim on the road if you want. He's like, I love my wife. I'd never do that. Always. I'm like, all right, good luck then. Oh, that's awesome. He's the best guy. He's the best. So he's not on the milk cart. Yeah, no, Wes McCoy, we love you, bro. So let's, let's bring up another series, this Vegas Golden Knights Chicago Blackhawks series. Uh, you know, you sweep a team in the playoffs. We talked about this too, but you sweep a team in the playoffs. You go up for not, you know, for nothing. What the fuck are you going to do for 10 days in the hotel? It's, you know, you're not golfing. You're not going out to excess celebrating the first round victory <laughs> with the boys. Um, <laughs> You know, so basically, I think it was a, I think it was a blessing in disguise. They lose that game, and they can keep their momentum going. Yeah. Obviously, there's been w one or two teams in the history of the NHL ever to come back from from down three nothing. So they're safe there. But you know, fuck, Vegas is getting by on on one of the best trades ever in the history of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, you know, they got Riley Smith, who uh, fuck Boston would probably love to have. That oh guy, my god, they, man, Boston. The Bruins, fuck. If they just let me stay in South Beach, but instead they had to go straight up, me for Riley Smith. I can just picture some guy fucking calling in the Boston radio. Hey, this is Charlie from Wareham. First time call, a long time listener. I can't believe the fucking Bruins traded away Riley Smith for Jimmy Hayes. I know it's August, it's the Red Sox season, but we're fucking playing hockey. And I would love to see fucking Riley Smith back. Pass Knox heard. This is fucking bullshit. All right, Charlie, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Jimmy, fuck that. You were, I mean... I was yeah, with you fuck, those I had 13 two years. tucks that one year. You had 19 tucks. Can we talk about you having 19 for fucking 15 games left and you kept talking about it? We're like, oh my hey, God. Up. I just wanted UC Yokenin to give me a handshake, say, welcome to the 20 goal club. I just never got that fucking handshake. So the 20 goal club is a good club to be in. And Jimmy Hayes in Florida playing with us, he was hot, boys. He fuck. did not <laughs> miss the net. And he's on 16, 17. 18. He gets to 19 goals. Fuck, pretty much by the all-star break. How many games? How long? There was like seven that. games left in the season. How many games left, Broadway? There was seven games left. Nah, there was more than that. No, because I there? missed the empty net the last five games in a row. Remember when... Uh, 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 Sean Thornton made me stay on the ice and the Gallant called the timeout and said, I don't give a fuck about the 20th goal, Hayes. You and Perry, get your fucking asses on this bench. You've been out there for two minutes. I was like, Thornton said I could stay out there. I'm sorry. That's because Thornton's a fucking great teammate. Oh, he was That's the best. Exactly I came for the chains. You stand at the door. He's get back out there. Get back out there. No, Jimmy, that's that's it. why that's why we love you. That's why guys love playing with guys like that. If we're stuck on twenty or or you know two kills in one night, we're looking for the <laughs> the guys are going to say, "Get back out there." Oh, no, that's pretty cool, though. That a guy would say that, like everybody rallying around you to keep you out there to yeah. chase with an empty net, just just fucking fire away, just fire away. Oh yeah, fire away, and I fired away. I missed fucking three or four of them. You did? Oh fuck. Oh man, dude, I fucking You deserve 22. You played night. so well that year. Hey, we still celebrate. Yeah, it like probably cost me. It only cost me like an extra 200 grand on the contract here. <laughs> does that really matter? Would that, does that, is 19 and 20 that big of a difference? I mean, it's not, but it matters. Uh, it's an ego. Role. It's a big time ego thing. That's the difference. I'm in a 20 goal club. No, you're not. You're in 19. Yeah. You're in the high teens. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Still a hell of a career. 13, but... 19, same fucking thing. I got in there once. Humble brag. Yeah, there you oh, go. How about goals. you, Obes? Uh, no, my season high is four. 
Four good weekend. ones, though. Four, four pretty good ones. Four always good ones. always good celebrations. Like, I, I would pride myself on a good celly if I got it. Yeah, go I saw that one. Uh, that was a hell of a, a was hell in, of a celly. That was in yeah. Austria. Yeah, I really, I really pumped Nicholas. Yo, have you guys seen this guy? I, I've sent you the Instagram clips. The Rick Rowley 3 guy that does the, the hockey roast. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Him? Yeah, we I mean, sure have. He, he said to me that he was ripping, you know, he did a roast on the Islanders. That was, you know, it's pretty hardcore. And he did a, did a pretty good one on the Rangers. I've, he and I have been kind of going back and forth. He, he roasted uh, the missing curfew boys. I don't know if, if you guys are up for <laughs> I hearing say, it. Let's play the clip. Play the clip. Let's, let's hear it. what he's got. Guys, well, well, first, I think we should, we'll play the Rangers yeah, let's roast see. just to see what this guy, just to what make, this guy is about. So <laughs> just give some love. Let's give him some love. Just because you want to hear the Rangers roast again. Rick too, Rowley's <laughs> free. And he's from where? Where'd you say he's, he's from? He's from Oops. Napanee, Ontario, which is the home of Avril Lavigne. Napanee Raiders was that's a junior got, team. That's Avril Lavigne. That's, I that's think the, that's, the, not, that's their claim to fame. The Islanders got Billy Joel. Wow. He's talking Avril Lavigne. Hey, listen, right. I'll be honest. Napanee's a shithole. I love being Canadian, <laughs> but Napanee's terrible. All right. so, <laughs> hey, Rick from Napanee, hometown's brutal. Rick Rowley, three. Here's the Ranger. take that. Here's the Ranger. Rick. Here's the Ranger <laughs> Roast, Rick Rowley 3. Fuck, buds. If your NHL team was a high school kid, it'd be fucking worse than Karen. Fucking stealing daddy's credit card and just maxing it out on nose beers. Fuck, buds. You don't believe me? Ask Mark Stahl, Brand Smith, Brad Richards, Dan Girardi, Kevin Shanka, Chris Jerry, Scott Gomez, Vudabrow, Bobby Holik, and Wade Redden. And I think Wade Redden would do the fucking nose beers with ya. Fuck, buds. You totally won't get rid of Hank because he's a fucking man rocket. Fuck, buds. The only Rangers highlights I've caught in the past 25 years is Larry Brooks and John Tortorella going all fucking sexually aggressive on each other. Fuck, Hank is sexy. Fuck, buds. You guys barely beat a team from Alaska. Buddy, you guys got so much money. Why don't you fix the lighting in your barn? Holy fuck, it looks like a Legion Hall filled with divorced dads. Fuck, buds. You're the richest NHL team. You got one Stanley Cup in 80 years. The last time you won the Cup, no one really gave a flying fuck because OJ greased a couple of Donnies. When's Haley's Comet happening? I'll see you in Manhattan for the parade, boys. <laughs> anyway, this is the part where he rips us. All right, you fucking dusters. Congratulations on the missing curfew podcast. Boys, you should have made curfew a few more times. You fellas could have actually been inserted in the fucking lineup. First, we got Jimmy Hayes. Oh, Jimmy Hayes. Healthy scratch? More like healthy scraps. Buddy, your stats were like a fat kid's lunch. No apples. We want Kevin. Next, we got Scotty PTO Upshaw. Buddy, must have been hard to rub one out when you had no hands. You couldn't rip fucking loose leaf paper. Why don't you go back to Pigeon Lake, Alberta and go for a dip, you fucking duster? And last but certainly not least, we got Shane O'Brien, the great puck-moving defenseman. Buddy, the only passes you made to your teammates were fucking Gatorade bottles. You spent so much time on the bench that I'm surprised that you and the backup Teddy didn't start the fucking podcast. Now, boys, hopefully you stick together and don't get traded another seven times in your careers. Congratulations, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick Rowley, three. That's, he's Rick. funny, this guy. You follow, he's funny to follow on Instagram. He does some good shit. That was great. How many nose beers was he doing yeah. before? <laughs> yeah, I was going to... Nose hey, awesome. tell Rick to open up his eyes next time yeah. he wants to talk shit to me, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Rick, Rick, lay off the perks, bud. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Rick ain't in the Rick Rowley ain't in the bubble. He ain't the he bubble. Got the perks. He's got the perks. <laughs> what else are you drinking there? Napanee, the old gasoline, probably. Rick. I've never heard. Yeah, nose come beers. at me. We want my brother. No shit. Everybody wants my brother. The guy fucking up for the con Smythe right now. That guy. That was funny though. Man, nose that beers, guy's yeah. great. Nose beers, nose beers. hilarious. Upshaw, how'd you, how'd you rub one out with no fucking hands? I'll show you. Only, only if he knew up. Uppy, you didn't need to rub one out during your career, did you? You didn't have to worry about that. Yeah, I think you'd find someone else to do it for him. Hey, Rick, Uppy didn't have to worry about that three years on the road. Boys are good sports, though. I don't know, man. The roasting is tough. I, I like I'm it. Thin skin. I love it. Big roast guy. I like you it. Guys oh, yeah, handle that great. well. You laugh. I will tell one thing, Rick. Uh, I could make a good first pass, though. So do your fucking homework and get the tape, all right? But first pass was always on the tape. <laughs> and, and Uppy, did you have bad hands or something? I got great hands. Yeah, I, I didn't just know that. Ask yeah. the, just ask all the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, that uh, that clears it up. We just want to thank everyone again for tuning in. We're looking forward to another week of hockey and some action. And we'll be back here next week to share some highlights and some stories with you guys. So, uh, Obes, Jimmy. Always a pleasure, boys. Thanks for listening, fans. Action Park Media, thanks for having us. As always, Broadway. Yeah, it's been amazing. I uh, love the support from the fans. Keep it coming and uh, looking forward to shooting the shit with you guys next week. And don't be scared to miss curfew every now and then, boys. <laughs> <laughs>